This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric Espen, Sump AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. The Sumpster in incredible voice, you notice, and uh, certainly the sound of a man who knows rugby league and is not afraid to go thump when a big set of dance or should I say a big set of big dance footy cards, is up for grabs post-hooter. People remember, they come up and get their footy cards, the winning players, usually some dignitaries there, like, I don't know, Michael McCormick from the National Party or somebody from up the Central Coast, uh, you know, politician, big noting themselves, dishing out the footy cards uh, to the uh, winning players. But uh, that's the Sumster. He'll get in the queue with a handout. Yes, bludges the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blind side. Soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to the bludge. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven, going into bat for the final time in 2022 with the big dance, as already mentioned, on the cards tomorrow night in Sydney. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much board is barely enough. No, bugger it. Join me. Join me. I'll say it again. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Thanks very much, Australia. A week of magnificent action when the uh, between the black dots in the greatest game of all and a wild set of seven off the paddock, in and out of the car parks. We're all marching down the road to real glory with just one more sleep before the final, final dipsy doodle round the back door for 2022. Tomorrow football action explodes, that's right, explodes, with the NRLW big dance kicking off the road to glory at uh, 3.55 just before four o'clock for those who don't know the uh, time. The Eels and Knights packed down in the curtain raiser in that particular fixture. The Blue and Golds made it to the Big Watusi with a shock win over the Roosters, 24 to 10. And the Knights uh, blew away, uh, well, the Broncos in their semi to get there to be the opponents of the Eels in uh, 2022. Now, NRLW, Eels, main game, big one. And well, certainly the Eels versus Penrith Panthers. And as mentioned, uh, the big show get, will get right underway after the pregame. The road to real glory uh, starring uh, Jimmy Barnes and a cast of thousands. There, I was made for loving you and the Kiss tribute show. I took a look at them at, uh, in uh, rehearsal for this during the week. It's just outstanding. They haven't stood it on expense. They've got the fireworks and the big props and the makeup, everything you'd expect from a Kiss tribute show. And the, the hits, the hits just keep coming. I don't know how they're going to squeeze rugby league in because it is something very, very special. The nation, nation should I say, is tutoring on the very brink of joyful chaos at the same time licking its lips in anticipation. During the week, selection bombshells saw the return the return from the drought-savaged or ravaged saltbush wilderness of the Brown, that's Nathan Brown, to stiffen the paramount 
Parramatta lineup, and Charlie the Underpants Staines has retained his place on the wing in the Penrith lineup that uh, for mine packs a real premiership style of punch and the Parramatta Reels are going to have to be on the game. Off the paddock, the documentary Ray Warren calling time. I mean, you can feel the tears, the emotion. You can hear it welling up in my voice. It thrilled a nation that was starved of the past few weeks of the dulcet tones of Mr Football. It was a great tribute to Rabs. Many have suggested that the story could be turned into a Netflix top ten Ball terror with Russell Crowe playing Rabs and the, Hem- the fit Hemsworth boys packing down as the in the starring roles of our senior touchies. But the emotion, the emotion at the night, I was just rubble. I'm in tears of joy. Obviously, I was nude. The slip was pointing north. I was saluting everything that Rabs was doing. And at the end of the night, I was just surrounded in a pool of water of my own making. And what about this 2022 premiership ring that Rabs has designed? Have you seen it? It just goes to prove the point we make so often on the bludge that rugby league stars can do anything. Rab's designing the premiership ring. Now, if you'd said to me at the start of the season, that's what's going to happen, I would have punched you in the head. I would have said, you know, no way, no way. You know, something else might happen. Rab's might become a star, as in a, you know, take on Gal in a big fight, something like that, more than he's likely to design the premiership ring. But NRL players, you forget, have been at the forefront of fashion for decades. Remember the Burgess brothers, I think it was B4? Fabulous range of big shorts. They were incredible. One size fitted everybody. It was just unbelievable. And stepping up to premiership jewellery is an obvious next-level step for any self-respecting person involved in rugby league to take. And uh, taking the long view, an update about round zero in 2023, this US stink is brewing up very nicely with uh, a new venue for the Shemozzle. The whole show, the whole show has been moved to Chicago. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I think they do have a couple of venues there that might be available and venue availability is going to be the crucial thing here. You know, all the venues on the West Coast are taken and the teams, well, I, as I understand it, and for God's sake, don't hold me to this because this is a moving feast. Manly Sea Eagles, Melbourne Storm and Sydney Roosters are the names cramming the frame and could the stateside waddle, that is the NRL waddle, no helmets, no pads, you know, the drum, uh, could it turn into a three-pronger? You know, I can see Manly playing the Storm in the first round and then obviously the Storm playing the Roosters in the second round and the Manly, you get it, you understand it, it's not hard to do. And um, I believe this will go ahead as long as the punt money kickback can be organised in the league's favour. This seems to be the sticking point. How much of the uh, investments will be coming back to the NRL? Remember, you know, I, I hope the man of feathers... Well, I, let's face it, he, he's behind the wheel of this whole unit, this whole thing towards the Windy City and Windy City and Rugby League. Let's face it, it's a very tight fit. Chitown loves a flutter. And once they get a waft of the way Feathers operate, Chicago will be gagging and get involved with those cracking same-day multis. It's all about picking the margins, tipped into the first try scorer, tipped into the Clive Churchill medal winner. America's un- Americans understand all of that and just can't wait to unleash the wallet. Now, and in 2023, the rugby league season will be the longest ever with 27 rounds of top quality boot action. Uh, and the whole thing will be kicking off on, as I understand it, Thursday, March the 2nd in 2023. Now, Roy and I have had a dream here expressed many times on the bludge that we'd like the rugby league season to run from Australia Day to Cup Day. So we start off, you know, obviously big 
round of matches on the last weekend or thereabouts in January, and it stretches all the way down to the Melbourne gets a public holiday, as most people know, as part of Cup Day, uh, down to Cup Day holiday. I think it's great. I think it's got a feel. It's got a tight fit, hadn't it? I mean, Australia Day, Melbourne Cup Day. You can explain that to everybody. Rugby and the old gold fruit and nut were in action against the All Blacks at Eden Park last Saturday. The Nutty Ones attempted to put the time wakes in catastrophe of the first Bledisloe uh, behind them. Uh, but once the electrodes were applied to the cruets in the House of Pain and the pound turned up to 11 and a half, oh, it was a familiar whale, wasn't it? It was just a whale. That's all it was for me, you wellabies. Tune, all blacks 40, gold flakes 14. Now, here's an idea. Should the Nutty Men Brains Trust take another slow trawl through the OAP ranks and swing through the aged care facilities to unearth talent that can take the fruit and nut forward. Looking at the Mad Monday celebrations in G-Town, it seemed that that's what the Cats had done and they found the bulk of their premiership squad seemingly at death's door. The World Game, our Socceroos said farewell in New Zealand and Australia last, well, said farewell to Australia in New Zealand last Sunday. Don't think about it, doesn't bear thinking about. With a 2-0 stunning win at Eden Park, the hitting polish has the team gleaming for the World Cup. Uh, Duke and Cummings found the back of the net for our Qatar-bound Socceroos uh, in the land of the long white cloud. Now... As we do every week on The Bludge, we pause for a moment for you to T-Y-F-Y-S. We ask you to focus your thoughts and prayers this week as you eat a crumbland cup, lamb cutlet or a nice slice of deep-fried nut meat. The choice is yours to show your appreciation and respect for all Australian families supporting the greatest game of all. And there are many, and we thank them for their service once again. Now to get the blindside barge away from the war field for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope belongs to Captain Hope, rampaging Roy Slavin. Now, Roy designed a beautiful 22-22 premiership ring, one that played the theme from Eye of the Storm and featured artwork from the show that has revolutionised reality TV worldwide, and that is Love at First Flush. And at the same time, the ring paid homage to the heritage-listed toilet block at Leichhardt Oval. You should have seen it. It was incredible. It was quite a large piece of jewellery, obviously worth several million dollars each ring. But uh, by golly, it packed a punch. Now, happy rugby league, Roy. Can we get the bludgeoning uh, bunny in motion for the final time in 2022 simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick. Save it, dude. Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson, for the... Final time in 2022 and uh, happy rugby league to all decent moral Aussies swept up in the perfect celebration of rugby league hope, rugby league faith and rugby league courage. That's what we have lying before us. What a year it's been. Could I just give a bit of a uh, shout-out, HG, to our team at the deep space tracking station at Tidbin Villa. Good. They did all the heavy lifting in piloting the satellite into the asteroid uh, packed with explosives to see if it could uh, change Stop. its direction, uh, just theoretically. I think it was uh, it was uh, piloted, uh, I think, 11 million kilometres away. So it was a, a fair bit of uh, technical expertise uh, demonstrated by our first-rate crack squad at Tidbid Billa. They can really pilot. They can pilot. And no. success or failure, Roy? No, or success. Absolute success. Oh, yeah. They pushed it a, what, a couple well, of degrees Well, the jury's the... out on whether it's done anything or not. 
Um, <laughs> but we'll be able to take measurements. When I say we, I mean they. Yeah. We'll be able to take measurements to see whether the uh, deviation the, the deviation does enough. occur because it's uh, it's an odd configuration. This asteroid it's spinning around another asteroid, um, and I think the uh, James Webb uh, telescope will be able to identify any deviation in uh, the rotation around the particular asteroid. But if you could get it by a yep. fraction of a degree... Yep, that's all you need. Because it's 11 million miles yes. away, if by the time... Or kilometres away, by yep. the time it gets to Earth, it's 650,000 million it. miles in that Got direction. It. It's just the possibility, HG, that down the track, much in the manner of the asteroid that hit the planet all those years ago that caused... Killed the cost, dinosaurs. Killed the dinosaurs off, yes. Um... We want to avoid that happening again. Yeah, we do. Uh, So that if we do see something coming towards us that is untoward, uh, we can uh, rely on the people at Tidbin Miller to pilot something with an explosive head to blast it either out of the way or into smaller units that are going to be less destructive once they get into... uh, uh, our orbit. You may not know this, but mm. how many things have we got up there with a lot of explosives on them? Not so, many at all. No, 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 no. no. Just, well, just just the one in this instance that we know of, and and it worked. Mm, no, it's great. It worked. Great relief. Now, Tim Payne to return to big time cricket. Uh, I'm suggesting maybe a T20 World Cup recall uh, is on the cards. Uh, certainly, he's uh, had a difficult. Uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster, really, for Tim Payne the last couple of years. Are you suggesting Skip? Oh, I don't know about Skip. Because I don't know if that's, that's there's been... some stink about Warner coming back. Yes, they've got to change the rules of that, the constitution. That's right. Yeah, I, look, I don't think Warner's going to be made Skip, but I don't think Tim Payne's going to be made Skip. I'm not too sure who is going to be made Skip. As I said before, I, I'd be plumping for Big Show, but that's just me. Uh, Meg Lanning not to play at all this summer, and um, uh, begs the question: Have we seen the last of marvellous Meg at the crease? I certainly hope not. I know she does listen to the show, Meg. If I could just whisper in your ear, please come back. Uh, and now another brilliant in- innings from the Wunderkind of Australian cricket. That is green, but not enough to get Australia up against uh, India. They won the series 2-1. Uh, now Team World wins the Labor Cup mm. for the first time. Isn't that great news? It's great news. It's put tennis right up it's there. Put, hasn't it? Indeed, indeed. Um, you'd imagine Team World would be a shoe in, but no. Just the first time. First time they've won. Uh, now, the Sydney Swans, now, where to from here? God almighty. I mean, I, I set up, I sat, I sat there, I was ready, I was into it. I wanted to see, I wanted to see it go to the wire. Yeah. But uh, it just didn't work. Nothing worked for them. No. Nothing worked at all. They couldn't, they couldn't find the ball. If the ball came to them, they didn't know what to do with it. They, they were just hopeless. I loved the first few minutes when oh. they knew Hawkins would get the ball out of the ruck. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it once and then... They let him do it again. Dead. I mean, it was just... A nightmare. I'd like to think that, you know, they might be back stronger next year, but history doesn't show that, does it? It doesn't, no. Certainly. History shows if you lose, what was that statistic? 40 you, you, points or if more. If you lose by 40 points or more in a final, trouble. You, you're not going to make the top eight no, next year. that appears to be That the appears to be the, the That's rule. what they're fighting now. Oh, man. I'd get uh, Longmire to write that on the board at, at every yeah. training session. Let's defy history. Yeah, defy history. <laughs> uh, now, Brad Scott beats... James James Hurd into the role of coach at Essendon. Kevin Sheedy is livid. 
Kevin's uh, threatened, I think, to leave the board to resign from the board of Essendon because he doesn't think uh, anyone's going to want to talk to him now because he was very much in the uh, James Heard camp when it came to this job. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'll tell you what, Essendon could uh, ill afford to lose someone like Kevin Sheedy. We've known Sheeds for many years. Oh, many years, many years, Many years. Remember, he was the original coach of the GWS Giants. That's what you forget. He, he, he discovered was. all he, those he people. He started it. I know. He, he crossed the Anzac Bridge. He did. And discovered thousands, millions of people living west of the Anzac Bridge. Nobody no knew about knew. it. Nobody no, knew. No one knew. Kevin knew. He suspected something. Yeah. When he flew over all those houses, he thought someone must live there. And he was right. Uh, as HG's mentioned, soccer is far too strong for New Zealand. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And I think we had a B team. I don't think it was our A team. I think it was uh, the second tier. Second tier ruse, as we call them. Uh, Now, New Zealand rugby fans think the Wallabies are a joke. A laughing stock. We're a laughing stock. The Wallabies are a laughing stock in New Zealand. Unimaginable that could come to this. Could come to this. Do they put cartoons in the paper about us? And, yes. You know, and yes. they're talkback people. That's right. Take calls from yeah. White Tangaroo. How hopeless are they? Go on, give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the biggest joke yeah, you got last week? Give, give us a call. Oh, good day, mate. Love your show. The Rollabies. The jokes. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be cruel, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. But that's what's going on. Mm. But, you know, you can't blame them. No. It's not often New Zealand gets a win in anything, is it? No. Well. Well, they've got to celebrate when they've got it. Yeah, true. You know, poor buggers. Now, um, uh, the Opals, World Cult, uh, World Cup tilt. Well, we got so close last night against China. Uh, lost by two points, I think, 61-59. So close. Low-scoring match. Good defence. I think Australia's shooting. Our accuracy in the air it just let us down. But let's so I, I think they're going for bronze this afternoon against, I want to say, Canada, I think. And they had a horrible start. To get they in the did. final was a great achievement. A great I, achievement. I know, I know they didn't win. I know they didn't win. I accept that. But yeah. they got off the floor, scraped themselves off they the did. floor and got into a they did. prominent position. They did. They did. Oh, you can't take it away from them. Uh, now, Adam Scott says, live golf isn't pure evil. Whoa. That's a big call, isn't it? He, Is that he, all he, he said? Yeah, he's having nothing to do with it. But he fully respects those who have a different concept about where golf should be going. What, wearing shorts? Yeah, wearing shorts and only playing 54 holes. Yeah, and shotgun starts. And shotgun starts, yeah, and yeah. a band at every hole. And remember the toilet break that you've got, a compulsory toilet mm-hmm. break, that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, Adam's not for it, but it isn't pure evil. Um, a wonderful week for the greatest game of all, HG. And I just uh, on behalf of all bludgers, I've just on the text here noticed uh, Dottie from Newcastle is pointing out that uh, it's uh, Ken Arthurson's 93rd birthday today. Ken Arthurson's 93 today. Arco, can I just say on behalf of all uh, bludge listeners, happy rugby league, Arco. Yeah. Because they were the days, Arco and Quayley. Yeah, they ran the show. They they ran the show. They ran the show so professionally. People forget that. Yes. They held it together for years. They did. In years. They did. There was no Dolphins. There was no... They were almost too successful because they made the game attractive to the Murdoch organisation who tried to buy it out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. Gee, they were heady days. They were heady days, weren't they? When they they? fought the defence. Remember when the Knights won the flag that year? I do. It was a great game. It was a great game. 
Brunko might have got the try in the last Yeah, minute. Rab's called it. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. I know. Sake. I know. I thought... Uh, look, I thought the Dallians were very professional. I, I thought the fashions were outstanding. Yeah, fashions. Best in the world. They reminded me of the Logies, the best, you mm. know, when the Logies were really something mm. years ago. Um, so there was a hell of a lot of glamour. Uh, the players themselves presented themselves Beautiful. very, very well. Magnificent. Um, I thought Yvonne Sampson did a very professional job and you can see how much Nyan has missed her uh, by the professional job that she, she did in holding it all together. I was very disappointed with uh, Brandy Alexander, though, with his microphone techniques. He didn't, he didn't accept that standing up straight that they would adjust the microphone he had side. to lean down into it. Yeah. And so it, you know. Got wrong. It got, yeah. 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 Can I just ask, just speaking of presenters. Yeah. Uh, the dream I had was that Rabs could be mm-hmm. talking to in his one hour on nine. Yes. If network politics allowed to Hame. That was my dream. Oh, yes. Yeah, instead that, of Brace. Yeah. That yeah, Hame would have really opened him up. Yeah. yeah I agree. Look, I, I enjoyed the Rab show. Like you, I, I was very emotional. Emotional. That's uh, it, emotional. It was very emotional. Um, I just thought it wasn't long enough. No, did we get See, to See, it only him? went for an hour, and that's an hour of Sneezeby television, which yes. is 45 minutes. At best. At best. Yeah, uh, 41, I would have oh, thought. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I thought it should have been at least three hours. Hmm. So we'd really get to know Rabs. Mm. As it is, I didn't learn anything new. No, no. Nothing new at all. And there was no dwelling on his role as a policeman in Canberra. Or the... None. You saw the shot of him in uniform, but no stories of, you know, the cases he cracked or anything like that. No. Nothing. You know, the people he booked. Or his arrest rate. Or some, some funny parking he's seen in his years. They'd have all that on CCTV. Of course they too. would. Of course they would. You know, Rabs booking someone. That would have been great. And they have that police car show on TV. It might be on Seven, I think. You know, with a RBT or something. I think it's called. Why couldn't they have done had Rabs in the car reenacting reenacting what he used to do? Exactly. Get out with your hands up. (laughs) Wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Now the Kummels PM's thirteen versus the Australian PM's thirteen was a great success. I think the uh, Australian PM's 13 ran right, but that doesn't matter. It, it's was, not, it was the spirit of the game. Exactly. It, it was more diplomacy than anything <laughs> and anything that can cement relationships between New Guinea and Australia, I'm all for. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was a wonderful celebration of different cultures playing a game. It was wonderful. Now, the Broncos uh, axe a third of their playing squad... Why only a third, you're saying? That's what I said. Why just a third? Anyway, they got rid of a third. But Kenny, this is Kevin Walters, the, uh, well, can we call him coach? Let's say, okay, on paper he is. He's got the name played He's got the name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin says he wants a premiership next year. Next year? It's pretty hard to see. Forward thinking. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I just, unless he's got a lot of people coming. I know, and he doesn't appear to. Unless he knows something we don't, and that's possible. Um, now, has Wayne lured Roger Tuivasa Sheck yes. from the All Blacks to the Dolphins? Yes, yes. Because yes. there's no guarantee that Roger is going to be in the All Blacks. I mean, his dream was to win a World Cup 
with the All Blacks. Yeah, but that may not happen. It may not happen because I think he's a third-tier player, not a second-tier player or right. a first-tier player, if you know what I mean. So there's no guarantee he's going to be yeah, in the squad. Yeah. Uh, so he may well decide to join the Dolphins. And he'd be good. He'd be a terrific player for the Dolphins. Uh, now, uh, Racine McGregor is the Daly M Women's Player of the Year. Uh, very well deserved. Nico Hines is the Daly M Player of the Year by a record margin. I know, I saw that. I saw that. A record margin. That surprised me. It surprised me too. But then again, I saw so few Cronulla Sharks games, games this yeah. year. I don't know why, just the way it worked out. So I was unable to assess, you know, just how much better he was than anybody else playing this year. Uh, now, is there bad blood between Reggie Campbell-Gillard and the Penrith Pack? Oh, no, we're not back to this old I story. I think there might be. Remember that um, I think the largely Penrith Ford Pack in the Blues State of Origin they squad, didn't they didn't want him there. No. And so uh, Freddie had to drop him for the second and yeah. third games, you'll recall, where he's really the best player on the park. Yeah. So yeah. there's something to it. And I hope Reggie can... Well, walk it back a bit. Walk, well, no, walk it forward a bit tomorrow night. Wow, well, I just meant walk the uh, yeah. the opprobrium back a bit. Now, Bruce McAvaney names Rabs of one of his one of, as one of his greatest inspirations. Yeah, Rabs was baffled by this. Rabs totally baffled because he'd never read Bruce. Yeah, and and he didn't think Bruce had ever listened to him call anything, but obviously Bruce had. And, and they, they they both would have called swimming at some stage, I suppose. And racing, they're both, and racing, they're racing. Yes. Rabs was very yep, good on the yep, racing. Yep, yep. yep and he I was. don't think uh, Bruce has watched a game of rugby league ever. He might have. Yes, he got up late and watched something. I don't know. Not too it. sure. Not too sure. But that was wonderful of uh, Bruce to to reach out mm-hmm. the way he didn't have to. No, of course he didn't have. He to. didn't have to. But there's such respect there. Yeah, that's right. Respect for the bloke we call Rabs. Make it up what you will. Space. China. Rugby League. Australia. Join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures hung bludging on the blind side. Yes, um, now, Roy, look, we broke a story a couple of weeks ago concerning the problems in the west of Sydney, and these two sides represent the west of Sydney. Uh, you know, this is they, great... Well, they, they represent the west and the best of Sydney. <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> Excellent, lovely. And now, look, can I just say... Uh, it's a moment where the West of Sydney, which is a very maligned area, stands up and says, you know, everybody else is crap, we're the best, as you point out. Yes. Uh, now, having said that, yep. we uh, broke a story concerning the drill side of, uh, you know, the Golden West, and the drill side of the Golden West is the music and the rap that's associated a lot with postcode, oh, yes. uh, you know, yes. interests yep. and how much postcode interests matter. Yep. Now... We broke a story concerning this uh, whole imbroglio out there of the rugby league police. Mm. Now, these were a number of first-grade rugby league players who were not only first-grade rugby league players representing the West, and when I mean representing the West, I mean in the fullest possible way, but they were also part of the rugby league policing in that area. 
A number of the police will be playing on Sunday night. Mm. Are you expecting a surge in crime? Mm. Because some of the key stabilities or stabilisers of the Golden West in terms of representing postcode words, drilling culture, yeah, yeah. will be out at, uh, you know, Stadium Australia or yeah. Homebush. Yeah. Now, I raise this mm. because a weird thing happened when the uh, first time that the uh, Parramatta Eels won the flag, this is going back some time, mm. and the closing down of Cumberland Oval. Oh, uh, yes, you know, that's right. Yes. big riot. Yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, it wasn't their first win. It was sometime in the 80s. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shutting down Cumberland Oval, was it not their first win? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And one thing that worried me was that the fence palings were ripped off, shower heads were taken as souvenirs and drunk men climbed on the old scoreboards, they torched the joint. Mm. One thing that worried me there was shower fittings were souvenired. That's right. Are you worried about the toilets and the in Leichhardt Oval? At the new Oval? Parramatta Stadium, you mean? Well, no, I wasn't worried about no. that. I was more Leichhardt Oval. Oh, Leichhardt Oval The toilets. Petrina. Yes. On the toilets, the fittings. You're, you're worried that souvenir hunters. Because... Mm. Eyes will be elsewhere. Yes. The normal police authority yeah. won't be – it will be lifted. Yeah. People will be s- sorting out crime in the West because sure. the rugby league police can't get yeah. enough forces no, to do it. I you understand. understand? And so those rather delicate and precious toilet fittings in Leichhardt Oval will go. Yeah. Look, she's a funny thing. I, um, I've often discussed this with uh, various uh, authorities, police authorities that I come into contact with. Like Mick Fuller and so on. Sure. Uh, the contrary to what you would expect, mm-hmm. crime goes down whenever rugby league's being played. Now, the more important the game, the less the crime. Mm. So, it, it is a phenomenal thing. So, grand final day tomorrow, I can guarantee you there will be not one break and entry throughout New South Wales, not one. Because that's what happens. Hmm. Most people just like to think about rugby league on like, grand final day. They don't leave the birds they, alone. They no, no. You, you know, they figure out their wants and needs because they're being satisfied, satiated by what's happening. And remember, it starts early. It starts early. I mean, you can just sit down in front of the box. You'll be watching rugby league all day. Yeah, yeah, well, I think there's a, a junior competition. Sure. First off, then the women, yeah. then the blokes. Yeah, then the state cup or whatever it's oh, called. Yeah, exactly and then right. the NWA. Yeah. And, and remember, w- of course, you've got this fantastic parade of talent. Yes, yeah. Which we might get to in a minute. Sure, sure. Now, so that that's the odd thing. And, and I, I've often pondered this uh, with various uh, authorities. How can we give a sense of a rugby league final being played every day? What a brilliant idea. So if we could do that, I don't, I don't know how you, it's beyond my ken, mm-hmm. but I know this is what forward-thinking police, police people are working on. You're working on, yes. Interested in horse syndication? You are not alone. Thousands of Australians have secured a winning start on the equine property ladder with a leg up from the trackside experts Brown and Brown on bludging on the blind side. Now we come to the question of the brown. Uh, do you think that it's wise for the Parramatta Eels to indicate mm. to the Penrith team that they've got Nathan Brown in the side and they brought him back from the wilderness, he hadn't played for about 15 years, mm. to have a crack at particularly, uh, you know, the half Cleary yes. and anybody else who might get in his road yes. and that they're going to bring him on, say, 15 minutes either side of the half? 
Yeah. Do you think this is a wise idea or do you think this could be completely unstuck for them or is it just a Well, it's beard? one of those things, if it works, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, you try something else. Uh, I, I think it's good to have a, a sort of extra set in your kick bag uh, set to <clears> explode because uh, Cleary's going to feel uncomfortable knowing that Brown's on the bench and he's going to be More look, looking over at the bench all the time saying, Brown's still there, Brown's still there. Mm. And then the word's going to go out, Brown, he's on! Yeah. And then Cleary's going to really be on his mettle. And what happens if the crowd decide that Arthur's left Brown on the bench too much yes. and then all of a sudden a chant goes oh, up. There will be a chant go Unleash the Brown. Brown, Brown! Brown, Brown! Yes. That, that's if, you know, uh, say, say Penrith are you know, 20, 20 or 30 per, points up <laughs> after four minutes. <laughs> I certainly hope that doesn't happen. What yeah. we don't want is what happened at the AFL grand final. I uh, know. We don't want a blowout. Yeah, we don't. Mercifully, you don't often get blowouts in, in rugby, rugby league, league grand finals. finals. Now, Queensland halfback legend Cooper Cronk has urged feisty Parramatta rake mm-hmm. Reed Marnie, Mahoney to, or Marnie, to uh, yeah. launch a seek-and-destroy mission on Penrith maestro, beautifully written, Nathan Cleary in, obviously, the granny. Right. Now, <clears throat> The uh, Murdoch Press got this. Uh, grand final specialist Cronk, who won six premierships from nine deciders, knows all about delivering uh, on the biggest stage. And he outlined Parramatta's blueprint to shock Penrith in the monster, obviously the big one, yes. the big dance. Now, there is a view Penrith cannot be stopped if Cleary produces his A game yes. after the champion halfback terrorised the Eels in the Panthers' 27 to 8 pummeling of Parramatta in the opening week of the finals. That's but right. Cronk believes Panthers are beatable if Parramatta. Matter is prepared to bash Cleary out of the game now. Okay, all right, yep. <clears throat> yes. We had a section of bashing yeah. uh, in the first one, uh, Rabbits v Roosters. We did. This year. We did. I'm yeah. not sure exactly that that yeah. really obviously. Well, it's not much. really Parramatta's go, is it? Thanks. You know, so to, you, you know when you've got uh, you know, uh, Souths have players who are prepared to go the extra mile. Um, and the it's a roosters and do. the roosters certainly do with mm-hmm. Jared. Um, I just can't see you know Who's... Reggie and people like that going berserko. No, I mean they might, no. No. they might, um, but I don't think so. They're they're not powder kegs. They don't have short weeks. <laughs> they're not short fuse merchants. merchants. Now that does raise a question: is mm. um, you know I noticed last week I think uh, fourteen points were put on the uh, Panthers pretty quickly by Souths. Yeah, but they didn't panic. No, they didn't. And now, yeah, uh, they didn't. Are you suggesting that, that Parramatta shouldn't panic as well? That they can learn from Penrith? That if they are fourteen points down after ten minutes, not to panic? I think that's right. That's what I'm suggesting. And ignore they... idiots Cronk. like Cronk who just who aren't up. helping exactly. They're and not it wasn't. At it was all. never Cronk's go. No, that's what I find odd. It's weird. Did, did Cronk make this up or was it someone pretending to be Cronk? Because that doesn't sound like Cronk to me. No, and let's face it, I don't think he had the game, whatever the Cronk game is. Cronk never had that in his no, game. No, no, no. Those rabbits, they yeah. taught that. They're Mind strong. you, he did have some experience in uh, working with Bellamy. <laughs> True. So he probably got those ideas from Bellamy because Bellamy's full of those sorts of ideas. Isn't he? He is. I he mean, is. Take, take their heads off. That's what Bellamy's about. I know. Now. So Cronk probably heard a bit of that stuff, never applied it to himself, but is now prepared to apply it to Parramatta. <laughs> Not idea. Now, panic. Panic. You see, the difficulty is if you would need to be a fairly brave player or yeah. fairly centred player, if that's the right word, mm. if you're 14 points up 
down after three minutes, yeah. not to panic. Yes, that's I true. I mean, the only thing you can do is get some, you know, gutho to yes. settle the team down and say, we're not out of it, we're not we're out not of it. We're not out of it. All we've got to do is play what's in front of us. Exactly. Now, play what's in front of us. Yeah. That would be my advice. You know, not take their heads off, but just play what's in front of you. I know. <laughs> and do the simple things correctly. Play the ball correctly. Yeah. Ball control. Yeah. No, Fit and complete again. your sets. Yeah. 40-20s if the opportunity's there. Keep your eye out on the opposition. See what they're up to. Do your numbers. Count the numbers. How many on that side? How many on that side? If they've got only a few on that side, that's where we go. Yeah. If they've got a lot on this side, we're not going to go there. I mean, that's why I'd be saying. Yeah. But then I'm not crunk. Steam. You asked for it and now the tap is turned on. The Matthew Lodge Fitness Centre now features the Volandi Steam Room right next door to the Noodle Stool Boxing Studio at the Watsford Oval Complex. Membership free to all bludgers on the blind side. Now, <clears throat> we've had an update on the uh, scalping situation, which is getting out of hand, Roy. They're, yeah. they're selling tickets in the To'o or Sivo corners, mm. assuming that To'o and Sivo will go over for tries, yeah. which was where you want to be when the ball is down over the black, over the white line. Yeah, 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 now, yeah. How I'm, much are they going for? Well, they're up around, uh, well, I've got 15.30 as the highest price. So I assume that's oh, got 1530 some... 15.30 a ticket. Yeah. Makes it an expensive day for a family, doesn't it? It does. Well, if you had mum and dad and two kids. Mum and dad and two kids. So you're 3060 oh. to get two lots in, so you've got to double that. So you're 6000 7020 So 7000 that's before you buy a pie or? And yeah, yeah, a couple of beers, you know, a couple of Cokes for the kids. Are they scalping beers and pies there? No, they would be. That might be a total, total package. Yeah. As you get the corner. Oh, plus. okay. So the 1530 covers a pie as well. Oh, I would. It would. I'm pretty sure. And, oh. and bought to your seat. Bought to your seat. Bought to your seat. By the, the seller of the ticket. On eBay, they're yeah. going to turn up. Where do they get their tickets? Oh, they have to buy it <laughs> for a lesser price. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think you're absolutely right. Now, did you ever find when you played with the Shamrocks, two yeah. questions can I ask, how important was it to represent Lithgow when yeah. you played for the Shamrocks? Yeah. How uppermost? How much did grass stress that? You'd be travelling to hostile territory like Orange Sims, yeah. you know, or, you know, <clears throat> Oberon Tigers or wherever. Yeah. You were representing Lithgow. It was drilled into you, I use that term advisedly, from a very early age coming through the schools and so on, that you're a Lithgow, you know, shamrock first and foremost. That's right. And the other thing is, did you ever find that you needed the sobering words of grass at half time because the team had gone berserk sure. in the first half of a big one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to answer your second question, HG, if we were in trouble at half time, uh, Grass would say nothing. Often he wouldn't even be in the dressing room, you know. We, we'd have to deal with it ourselves. You created this mess, you fix it. Sort of. Oh, that was implied. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. We, we learned later that he was sitting in the car mm-hmm. uh, rather than sit with us. Listening to or, the races. Yeah, probably. Don't know. Um, but in, a, in response to you, your first question, actually, about representing Lithgow, yes, it was very important. Mm-hmm. And it was a great thrill a great thrill for all of us in the squad uh, because there were there was a build-up, obviously. We would uh, sit on the Saturday mornings, as I mentioned before, we'd sit in the Finley's uh, furniture showroom on the Don chairs, uh, all 15 of us. Um, 
So we, we'd sit there and, and Finley's would provide a cup of tea mm-hmm. and some cut sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd sit there and a crowd would gather out the front and wave and stuff and, you know, you'd hear through the window, through the showroom window, good luck, good luck, Sammy. You know, that sort of stuff. And that was great and made us feel good. Uh, and then there was the Main Street Walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Main Street of Lithgow would be blocked off at either end, the courthouse end, and down at the commercial hotel end uh, near the uh, what was the gender's uh, motor body works at the time that mm-hmm. was there. And we would walk from one end to the other led by a... Uh, uh, a bloke whose name I never knew, he was a tiny bloke, we called him the Toy Man and the Toy Man would dress as a leprechaun. Wow. So, Hence the... Yeah. So in the green of the... In, uh, in the green, mm, yeah, yeah, with a, 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 a little pipe and what have you and mm-hmm. he would lead us and... Uh, was the there, Lithgow there, Town Band involved? No, no. actually there was a lone piper, a lone... You'd have the Toy Man as the leprechaun, then the lone piper... And then we would, two abreast, march together, the team, down the main street, followed by a bloke on a huge bass drum. <laughs> Just boom, boom. Death march. Boom, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And the streets would be lined with people. Good luck, Chevys. Doing it for Lithgow, Chevys. That sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the bus would be ready for us at the gender's end of the walk or the commercial hotel end, we'd hop on the bus and uh, then go to the ground for the game. Uh, if the game was, uh, you know, in Bathurst or Orange, uh, it was a bit of a draw, a bit of a, you know, yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah. But uh, as long as we're there by 2.30 for the 3 o'clock kickoff, mm. it was fine. But, yes, there was an enormous sense of pride, HG, that, that you were representing. And, and in the bus, you know, we'd be followed by... Literally, you know, dozens and dozens of cars filled with spectators, fans who were coming to watch the game as as well. So there was a real sense of, oh. Lithgow v the rest of the yeah, world. Yeah, that's right. Us, us v them. Now, as you walk down the main street, you yeah. would have seen the butcher shop. Yes. With the sausages in green and green white. Green and white, yes. And you would have seen uh, cakes, bakers. Cakes, yes. You know, green and white. tarts with yeah, you know, that's right. green icing and Pies. white icing. Green and white, same thing, yeah, anything green and white. you would have had to... Telegraph poles were were, were painted. Yeah, good. Green uh, and white. You know, and the whole idea was that this was a day where people bought and put into the economy of Lithgow yes. an enormous amount. Oh, in the same tens ways, of thousands in those uh, days. Tens of thousands to, to the economy, yes. Yeah, in the same way. people coming from, you know, all around the place. The place. Yeah, like Malera Wayne. Well, Malera Wayne, Portland. Yeah, yeah. yeah who yeah, wanted Cullen to Cullen Bullen. Yeah, wanted to be part of the come in, they want to be part of the parade. They want to see the chamois walking down the main. They want to see them in the chamois. Yeah. Now, (laughs) you know, I've got no idea of what this uh, weekend. And two LT would cover it. Yes, you know, they they'd be calling. You know, the boys are going play. Boom, boom, you know, the the the, the piper, the lone piper, all that sort of stuff. The 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 atmosphere was there. Electric, electric. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to imagine what this. Uh, Match is doing for the people of Parramatta. Yeah. Oh, the very same. uh, I've no doubt. Millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, that's right. And when you come back with a win, Mm. I mean, Mm. you come back with the trophy. Uh, On the the front of the bus. You know, the same cars coming behind you, beep, 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 all the way into town, streets blocked off again, toy man's there with his pipe, the the, the piper's there, the bloke (laughs) with the drum, 
and boom, boom, we walked in the opposite direction up towards the town hall. Cheers all round. Cheers all round. Yeah, yeah. And then it was off to the club. Yeah. And people don't really remember much what happened no, after well, that obviously. because we just went berserker. <laughs> Rugby league fans love rugby league and they love Cam Smith and demand Sneesby and his toadying yes-men greenlight the eye of the storm with immediate effect. Sneesby, are you listening? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, you're with Bludging on the Blind Side, the final show for 2022. Roy, how's that text line going? Uh, yeah, uh, Brad at Port Douglas. Oh, what a beautiful part of the world that is, Port Douglas. It's fabulous. It's it fabulous. is, isn't it? There's um, great rainforest up there. Yes. Oh, there was the last time I was there. I don't know what yeah. they've done with it since. Yeah. I, you can see the odd cassowary. In the rainforest? In the rainforest there, which is... Um, Quite remarkable, really. Now, anyway, Brant from Port Douglas says, Roy, were the shamrocks ever called the shams for short? No, is the answer. Shammies was often what were, were called. But there's nothing. There's not a hidden t- twist oh, I, in it. Yeah, oh, I think that's what he's getting at, yeah. And did the leprechaun mascot have anything in his pipe? Oh, I see. Well, the toy man, as good as I can tell, it was uh, log cabin ready rubbed <laughs> that he used to uh, uh-huh. smoke. With a bit of Port Douglas green in there as well. Oh, I don't think so, actually. No, there wasn't it, much of that sort of product around no, in those days. No, it, it was unheard of. Since then, yes. Yes, yes, unheard of. And did you ever try the green and white sausages? Yes. Were they any good? No, horrible. No. Horrible. Because the dye. I don't know what dyes they were using, yeah, but. but the, uh, Normally they'd use dyes that had absolutely no flavour in them at all. Yes, yes. Uh, but mm, one I had, I had a, I think he might have used a bit of Dulux, <laughs> which gave oh. a terrific colour, but, uh, but wasn't, wasn't great taste. eating. Yeah, that terps flavoured. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah. Well, you knew when, when you were cooking it that it was, just wasn't right. It was putting out a... Terrible. Yes. Terpsy yeah, sort of well, smell. Sort of smell that vaporised. Yeah. It was off-putting. It made us sick. Well, the um, <clears throat> the Parramatta uh, butcher, I think, has got something more modern than the Dulux colour card to work with. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. You know, I want to say, oh, no, they'd be mad if I knew what blue was in mm. terms of food dyes. Now, yes. Joe from uh, Wollongong is saying, uh, are rug boots and flannelette shirts allowed at the grand final tomorrow? Well, I would have thought so. Well, of course so. they were. And if you only wanted to go with the Ugg boots downstairs and the flannel shirt upstairs, flannel... You'd still be welcome. Of course you would. You'd be welcome. I mean, rugby league's a broad church. It's a very broad church. You just have to look at the Parramatta Jesus. That's right. Could rugby league change the world? Those who believe in rugby league believe so. This is bludging on the blind side. Yes, so welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side for the final hour in 2022. Now, text number 0467920222. And the old school way is roynhg at abc.net.au. Just before I hand over to Roy, given that this is our last show, just a few thank yous. Big thank you to Dave Stein for his excellent work throughout the year again. And to April, his uh, apprentice uh, in the uh, production chair. And April is now going to be forward as one of the contestants in Apprentice of the Year. So that's tremendous news. And obviously we thank ABC Grandstand for employing us again. And the music team, Wendy Saunders, has just done a tremendous and outstanding job uh, producing track after track 
solid gold track. And uh, obviously to all the listeners who have contributed over the uh, last uh, 31 weeks to uh, Bludging on the Blind Side. And a thank you again to you, Roy, for... Uh, you know, not only hosting, half hosting the show, but mm. turning up each week and answering my stupid questions. Oh well, that's very kind, and and thank you too, HG. It's been a, it's been a terrific year for rugby league, really. Yeah, it has. Um, I, I I can't recall whether whether we're that optimistic about this season, but uh, it's just been a great season. It has. It's produced one of the greats. It's just wonderful yeah. that, and to climax with that match the other day, we keep referring to it. You know. Yeah. Roosters and uh, you know obviously rabbits. I just thought that was a highlight. The spirit of, the year. of rugby league lives and breathes. And if I could say that was one pillar, the original launch of the Queensland rugby league season, where they had the fireworks let off inside. Inside I think that doesn't was a get two better great, than that. It doesn't get better than that. No, that uh, was one out of the box. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, okay, now what do you got? this has come from Bill, uh, Bill from uh, West Preston. He says, a couple of questions uh, from Haim in his most recent commentary tasks. Yes, yes. He says, Haim. on Brownlow night, Haim was the MC and interviewer. He toasted the winner and gave him a hug on stage before his opening comment slash question, which was, <clears throat> well, here we are. We've dreamt about this for a while, but Patrick Cripps, Brownlow medalist, how does that sound to you? <laughs> I think I saw him say that. Yeah. I was obviously flattened because he's, he's, he's described it. as a magnificent variation on taking take us through it. Yeah, that's right. He'd thought about it. He had. Um, and just before the opening bounce in the preliminary final v Collingwood, Hames said, the swans have defied gravity for over a century. He says, uh, Roy, you and HG know Hame well. You've spent a lot of time with him. Can you help me and your listeners understand what Hame means here? The swans have defied gravity for over a century. Take us through it. <laughs> Look, yeah. I, I think I'd have to see it in context. Yes, I would. I would too. I you agree. Because I don't know what led up to that, mm-hmm. you know, defying gravity. I don't, I don't know what Haim was on about. Yes. I don't know. I, I must say it puts it's right up there with the, the evaporation of time and space. Yes. That's not one of Haim's. No, I think it's that not. might have been Nick Haim might have been quoting someone. Yes, that's true. That's true. As Nick Rewald said the only the other night. Yeah. You know, the the, the, the been swans defining, have been defying gravity yeah. for a hundred years. Not to mention seeing the evaporation of time and space. Yeah. Uh, Graham's been in touch. Ah, yes. Uh, he says the Immortals Port, you might recall a yes. couple of weeks ago we were talking yes. about the Immortals Port and the value of it. I was staying in the Hutter Valley back in the 1980s, late 80s, and went to see, went to the East Gresford pub. Oh, that East Gresford pub. What a Memories. Place. Memories, yeah, yes. Memories. It was raffle night to support the local team's injured players fund. One of the prizes were the, was the aforementioned port. Yes, I was the lucky winner. Long story short, the port sat in a cupboard for a number of years, and when I moved house, it was opened and drunk. It was a pretty good drop too. From memory, it was the 1977 vintage. I won it in 1987 and finished it in 1997. Oh, not uh, synchronous. A wine buff said it was worth $25,000 uh, when I was on a wine tour in the 2000s. Wow. So your eBay value of $5 doesn't make me feel so bad now. <laughs> that uh, was a G up, obviously, the big, the big ticket. Well, I, well, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I It agree. depends on the vintage. It depends. Yeah, you know. yeah, I agree. So you get some bumper years, you get some years. No, out. no, that's true, true, You true. know, a bumper year for Australian Reds was 2008 for some reason yeah. or other. 
Yeah. So if you can snare anything that was uh, round know, then, round then, two thousand and eight, you're laughing. Yeah, it's don't fantastic. drink it. Yeah. yeah. Two thousand and nine, mm, not so good. Flush it straight down the toilet. Huh. Uh, like that. Yeah. This comes from Damien in Camden. He said last week the mob constructing the Western Sydney Airport attempted to link the idea that the Sydney Swans fans would be one day be flying out of Western Sydney Airport to attend AFL Grand Finals in Melbourne. Usually a quiet man, this time I just had to respond with the message that this was ridiculous. No one is going to travel on a slow train from the SCG to Western Sydney Airport, about 60 kilometres away, to fly down to Melbourne. Surely a Western Sydney Airport would be used by Giants fans. Perfect. Yes, that's much better. Then this got me thinking. The real customers of Western Sydney Airport are rugby league supporters. Of course they are. The proud supporters of Penrith, Parramatta, Canterbury and West Tigers. Then it really got me thinking. Perhaps Western Sydney Airport should be a ticketed rugby league airport only, only available for players, fans, tourists, advertisers, uh, advertisers and politicians who support rugby league. Perhaps when you buy a plane ticket for this airport, you need to prove in some fashion your love for the game, perhaps by reciting the name of a current touchy. Well, that's not bad. Or show your membership. Or to show it. your membership to you. Yeah, yeah you know, like I've that. always thought that overseas, once we can build this airport, yeah. that people overseas will be flying into the airport yeah. to go to the Penrith Centre of Excellence. Yes, to yes. See what we're doing with rugby league. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And to visit the uh, the the the, Pan- the Penrith Panthers. Oh, I know. Facilities. Yeah. Facilities. That yes. aqua golf. I know. Out of this world. Out of this world. I know. And there are so many restaurants. I know. There'd be what a hundred restaurants. Oh, easily. And the easily. travel centre. And they're so great. <laughs> yeah. You forget that, don't you? Also, this new airport is currently slated to be called the Nancy Bird Walton International Airport. Who is this person? What did she do for the greatest game of all? The airport should be named to celebrate a Western Sydney hero of our game, such as the Stirlow International Airport, with surrounding planned residential areas moved away from such boring bureaucratic names as Bradfield or Aerotropolis, to Peter Wintown or Brad Fittler Heights. Brad Fittler Heights. Well, I like that. I don't mind Peter Wynn. T- I tell you what, Peter Wynn. Uh, he's the big winner out. He's of the big this. winner out of this. I yeah. mean, have you seen his complex in Church Street? I know. It's it is just phenomenal what you can buy I there. Know. It's just an unbelievable. Unbelievable the thing, the thing, the thing, thing, stuff. So many things. Yes, have a rugby league feel. Yes, a flavour. You can buy rugby league, you know, p- 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 registration plates for your car. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, would they be souvenirable? I suppose so. I don't know how legal they are. Yeah. Because <laughs> I bought a couple of Sturlow plates. I put them on. No one stopped me. This comes from uh, Chiang Mai Jack. Chiang Mai Jack? Mm-hmm. I assume Jack's in Chiang Mai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a long period of living abroad, I recently returned to Australia. Mm-hmm. One of the first things on my agenda was to see a rugby league game. Yeah, understandable. I booked tickets for myself and my son. He's a Parramatta supporter at the new Parramatta ground. They were good seats. They, I assumed, would offer a clear view of the game. Disappointingly, this was not the case as we were introduced to a new phenomenon that has arisen since my absence. Fans brandishing cardboard cut-out big heads of their mm. favourite players. I see this. Every what? time the ball went anywhere near Gutho, the clown in front of us would hold up his big-headed Gutho visage and completely obscure our view. It was pointless asking him to desist as he was just one in a sea of big head brandishing fans. 
I must say I applaud the devotional ardour of any fan who doubtless would, would have to endure many rigours to transport a cardboard head the size of a small planet to the ground. It must be a hell on public transport. By way of solution, I propose that all grounds have a specially des- designated area for the big-headed brigade. To further extrapolate this point, I'd also propose that fans with enormous view-blocking eight-mile-sized heads also be relegated to the same section. In the style of a sideshow alley, perhaps, a cardboard replica of Nate Miles with a hole where his head would be could be placed outside the entry points and spotters could direct big-headed patrons to stick to their melon in the hole. A failure to do so with ease would see them relegated to the big head section. No, excellent. He's thought it through. He has thought I it through. I must say, yeah. the big heads, yeah. the difficulty is there's often several of the same player. and I don't understand yeah, how I that Yeah, I don't works. get that either. Because surely one big head would be enough would of be Duffer, enough. just taking yeah. him as an example or, you yeah. know, yeah. or whoever. Yeah. This would be a problem for AFL fans. AFL fans would take big flags, remember? I know. There's a lot of, oh, well. It must cause animosity in the crowd. Well, know. I think they. Put it down, try to see. I, I, <laughs> there does appear that that has been self-regulated, if I can put it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, support for we want to, We came to watch the we game. We came to watch the game, not the and, back of your bloody big head. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, I understand now, his point. Simon from New Lambton. Uh, I feel as though I have an airtight solution to the lack of funding for the Adding Stadiums, as highlighted on your show a couple of weeks back. As you are aware, Sneesby's Nine Network has a large stake in the greatest game of all. They also have the most popular television show each year, The Block. Each year on the block we see five contenders going up against each other to create the best house. My solution is for next year's edition of The Block, each team is assigned an ailing stadium in Sydney and we create a revamped stadium to suit modern-day needs of rugby league. Beautiful. Leichhardt Oval, Belmore Oval, Shark Park, Coggera Jubilee and Brookvale would be the venues for the five competing teams. Isn't that incredible? To create the best new stadium in order to win the Block 2023. Each week, a room or space has to be presented to the judges. So many options for this concept. The show generally runs for 10 weeks, would be 10 weeks to expose rugby league to the whole of Australia. Some of the ideas for each week would include the following. Week one, toilets. Week two, canteen and food servery facilities. Week three, change rooms. Week four, new pool. It's part of the new centre of excellence. The venue complete with mosaic tile pool bottom. Yeah, no, I know. Isn't that great? They, that's just It's wonderful. a great idea. Snooze me. Are you listening? Are you listening? Yeah. Oh, just uh, this was sent to me. We were talking about the uh, Cabramatta Bowling Club and how well they did in the Commonwealth Games, you yes, recall. Yes, yes. Um, so they sent through the complete list of how Cabramatta uh, contributed. Uh, Ellen Ryan, Aaron Wilson, Carl Healy and Jesse Nerona uh, all won. Medals, Gary Willis, Australian national coach, Karen Murphy, Australian national assistant, assistant national coach, Ellen Faulkner, Australian para high performance manager. All of these are ornaments to uh, to bowling. the Cabramatta Bowling Club. And a high performance manager for the uh, bowling, yeah. lawn bowls. Yeah. So I mean, it's forward thinking, isn't it? Left nothing to chance. Uh, this has come from Darren. He's wondering, is the short man being excluded from rugby league? These are some heights of the tallest NRL players in their positions on the field. Front row, Nelson Asufo Solomona at the Storm, six feet seven. Mm -hmm. David Kelman, Newcastle, six feet six. Hooker, Lachlan Croker, Manly, five feet 11. 
Second row, Sean Lane, Parramatta, six feet six. Locke, Isaiah Yo, Penrith, six feet five. Halfback, Nico Hines, Shark, six feet two. Five eight, Jacob Arthur, Parramatta, six feet two. Campbell Graham, South, centre, six feet six. He's wondering, will we ever see the likes of Alfie Langer or Terry Lamb, both at the heights of five feet five, ever again in the game of rugby league? Well, well that'd be a very sad thing if that was to happen. Yeah, it's probably because we like them. a big man on against a little bloke. We do. The All little colours. bloke, the little bloke can skip around and harder yeah. to catch. Yeah, but when he is caught, it's fun. <laughs> it's funny. It is. It is. Oh, look, I think and very few sports should get that opportunity to see a fit big bloke hammer a fit little bloke. That's what we love about the game. Won't it come back though? Won't the players oh, will invent yes, new but... ways of dealing with it? Yeah. They uh, will. I mean, Parramatta have got some little players. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, they, they we, we've had little players. Remember, Billy Slater was a jockey. Yeah. He was yeah. a great fullback. Yeah. Cronk wasn't that big. Cronk wasn't big. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if it's right. Oh, well. I mean, I know that uh, when you see uh, Sean Lane in particular, he towers above everybody else yeah. and uses it to great advantage. Sure. He's an exception rather than uh, the rule. Look, just finally, H.G., this comes from uh, Tom. He says, Your evocative memoir of your time with the Lithgow Shamrocks in the glory days of Central West Rugby League inspired me to pull up stumps and move to Cook Street, Lithgow this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're moving the population around with this show. We are. Uh, imagine my surprise when upon arrival with the ute and the trailer, no sign anywhere of rugby league. While there's a cadre of uh, beaten up old uh, minders and busted tradies slamming across the paddock just to keep the doors open, the greatest concern was not enough kids involved in rugby league in Lithgow. Rugby league is dying in Lithgow is his thesis. Now, the Mercury each week, that's the local paper, features only table tennis on the back page. Rugby is not on the front page. It's nowhere in the main street or on the faces of the street in, uh, faces on the street in Lithgow. Distraught, mm. I popped into the local sports supply store and pressed the proprietor, Craig Pender, about the state of a rugby league. I wonder if Craig Pender is related to Peter Pender, who used to be a very fine basketball coach in Lithgow. Perhaps he is. While I did not want to appear upset, I queried what the sporting culture of Lithgow was. While Craig naturally had to be a very diplomatic... Uh, but he said what's going through the roof in Lithgow is Taekwondo. What? Yeah. Now, I quote from the Lithgow Mercury, August the 15th, the fighters qualified for nationals after competing in Homebush in the New South Wales Taekwondo State Championships and selection event. Now, the three Pender children, they'd be Craig's kids, won gold medals at Homebush. They fought down there and from, from, from that, we had some fighters get silver medals and the rest were picked up for the Nationals. Nine-year-old Hunter Pender, who's been doing Taekwondo for three years, said he hoped to go international one day. I want to prove to the world that I can do a sport I love, that we can kick each other with discipline and make lots of friends. It's fun and if you lose, it's something you can improve on. What a great outlook on that's, Taekwondo. That's Hunter Pender. Yeah. If, if you lose, it's something you can improve on. It's something you can improve on. Not upon. be down in the dumps no. or, you know, think, no. oh, I don't no. want to do this anymore. No. So I don't know what to think. I, I don't know if rugby league's got to reach out to the Taekwondo community and or, say, have you got any spares? Yes. Yeah. Now, look, <clears throat> that's a very sobering point on which to end. And I yep. would like to acknowledge uh, a text I got from Michael McCormick, the. Uh, 
the National Party leader, former National Party oh, leader. Oh, yes. And who Loves wrote, his rugby league. He's very keen. Uh, but this concerns harness racing and the sporting world will mourn the loss of Colin Pike, who passed away this week in his beloved Tamora, aged 90. Colin and wife Shirley raced the immortal pace, pacer, Paleface Adios. You know, people of a certain age will never forget Paleface Adios. Yes. Winner of 108 of his 240 starts. Yep. The late uh, Mr Pike and the Tamora Tornado, as Paleface Adios was known, are immortalised in the town's main street. And it's just a beautiful artwork. You can see yes. Cole there whipping the Tamora Terror to another victory on a bit of a plinth and some grass and trees in the background. It's, it's very evocative. And, evocative. and it's, I mean, it is Palfas Adios. And you're right, what a horse that was. Tamora, it's going through the roof. They, uh, they've got an air show in Tamora now. There's someone there, someone very enthusiastic, who's collected a lot of World War II planes. Wow, isn't yeah. that interesting? And can they fly them? Oh yeah, Spitfires. Right, you, you can see the old. And Spitfire they have an airport. Somebody owns a private got a, airport. Yep, got an airport. All of that. They've they've got the harness racing, of course. Oh, harness racing. They've got huge. that wonderful statue of Palfas Arios. Yes, that does pull people. That does yeah. pull people. And the shotgun museum, you recall, is there as well. So Tamora is it's, is really going through the roof. But just thinking about Paleface Adios, HG, um, Paleface did a lot of his work at the Penrith Paceway. He, yes. And the Penrith Paceway is now 100 years old. Uh, I can remember seeing uh, Paleface Adios there, Hondo Grattan, I Hondo think Gratton, I saw there. Hondo Grattan, the other big one, yes. Uh, I'm the Mighty Quinn. Oh, yeah, the Mighty Quinn, yeah. Uh, double Identity. Oh, Double Identity, Great sure. Horse, uh, Fat Bob. Fat Bob, not so familiar with Fat Bob's record, but it sounds but great. wonderful. Want to get involved? Yeah. Uh, and to imagine that the Penrith Paceway is going to be knocked essentially over. knocked down. Yeah. Look in up. its 100th year. I know. It is just staggering. This, this, is, this is history. I know. I mean, if we care about Powerhouse Adios, if we care about tomorrow, if we care about Honto oh, Grattan, yeah. or any of these things, these names mean anything to anyone, any Australians... Then the Penrith Paceway must be maintained. In trouble again, on and off the paddock? Well, the legal firm of Burgess and Kolomatangi, the Southsider specialists, can represent you at the tribunal from a simple high shot to murder. Contact them through Bludging on the Blind Side. You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side, Roy. Just coming back to that uh, Penrith Paceway Rugby League schmozzle. Yes. Uh, a beautiful article, uh, you know, titled Inside Penrith's Multi-Million Dollar Stadium Upgrade and it opens with the Penrith Paceway has survived floods, fires and COVID yep. for more than 100 years, as you pointed out. Yeah. The showground has been an institute in Sydney's west. Yes. Now, Paceway was told it was uh, being acquired by the New South Wales government to be knocked down to make way for Penrith Stadium, that's obviously the rugby league, uh, new rugby league facility, yes. the then New South Wales Sports Minister for Penrith, MP Stuart Ayres, initiated community consultation on the changes and the government says the consultation is ongoing. Right. I suspect a lot of people wanted the Penrith Paceway to stay. Yes. That's why the consultation is ongoing. Yeah, right. Now, the Labor opposition has raised concerned about the cost of the project. Now... <clears throat> as the opposition uh, suggested, that is the... Um 
New South Wales Labor opposition, I suppose it would be. Are they, a position? Are they, uh, do they have a position on, on the paceway? No, look, I've got, I, I may be able to unearth that, but right. uh, let me just go to the problem that I've got with it. Yes. It's now facing what could be the greatest threat to its existence after the state government issued it with a notice to acquire its land to make way for the mentioned upgrade. It sort of does feel a little like we're collateral damage, that perhaps we've been forgotten about the importance of perhaps were they forgotten about the importance of history. Now, this comes from the Penrith Paceway CEO, Tash Greentree. Yeah. Now, in July this year, the Paceway received a notice flagging that the land would be compulsory acquired for $10 by the New South Wales government to make way for the Penrith for Penrith's new state-owned $309 million stadium. Now, right. come to that cost. I noticed that that number surfaced again in the news this weekend talking about 309 million. 309 million. I can tell Seems you Seems a very specific sort of number. Number. And I can tell you what, you won't get much for 309 million out there. You won't You're going get to get anything. a couple of dongers yep. and maybe a, a water tank. Yep. Somewhere to park the lawnmower, the gang yep. mower you'll need to do your lawns. Yes. And Ele- perhaps a couple of drains dug. A couple of drains dug to clear the water off it and yeah. that's it. That's it. That's it. You won't get much more no. than that. I've been told that the number is closer to a billion dollars. In other words, three times this amount yes. and they're trying to sneak this one in to get a start at the lower figure and then say, oh, well, it blew out. Of course it blew out because you didn't budget for it properly in the first place. Yes. You know, put up stands to seat 50,000 people, it's going to cost you something. That's right. But the big ticket issue is why knock down the paceway to build the football stadium when I assume that the football stadium's on perfectly good side as it is or buy some other land out there. It's not as though there's not other land to have in the Penrith area. Yeah, but it is on a floodplain, HG. I suppose well, I don't know if you factor that in or not. Is there any talk <coughs> of the Paceway going to where the current Penrith Stadium is? No, I'm not sure whether that would be possible. That's an excellent idea, an excellent idea. I mean, it should just be a swap there. No, I, I mean... Uh, the paceway, where is the paceway going? I don't think the paceway's going anywhere. It's just being tipped in, ploughed under. So, so what, we just forget it? A hundred years of history just gone, obliterated? That's right. Surviving floods, fires, COVID, all that sort of all stuff. All that sort of stuff. And look at this photo I found of it. It's a oh, beautiful that's wonderful. Film. I know. That's, you're not going to get that. That's as I many. remember it, when I saw Hondo Grattan. Yeah. No, you're not going to get that for $300 million. I'm telling you that now. No, you won't. Uh, you know, of course, you know, politics. How far away is the paceway from the current stadium? Do now, you know? As, as I understand it, easily within walking distance. Right. Easily within walking distance. Okay. And to think people are going to be denied the chance to see the tomorrow Tigers of tomorrow. I yeah. know that's not right, but yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I know what you mean. Hondo Grattons and the sure. uh, Powerface Addisons of tomorrow. Yep. In the Penrith area, yep. they might even have to go to Parramatta. Imagine how galling that would be. I'm not sure where the nearest paceway is to Penrith. Somebody Has Parramatta got a paceway? Well, I made that up. It's got a racetrack, so I got confused. It's got a racetrack. They've got Rose Hill nearby and they've got the, uh, oh, yeah, the stock Rose cars Hill. going sure. around. Sure, sure, sure. It is a tragedy. Mm. It's a tragedy. Uh, the uh, CEO says in, uh, in the conclusion of this, she remains hopeful the paceway can survive. We have to keep fighting. This place is worth it. It's worth every fright, fight. In every breath that we've got to keep going. Sorry, it's worth every fight and every breath that we keep keep going. I mean, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. I mean, I just hope Haim can do something for them. Well, look, (laughs) surely the Penrith Club must be embarrassed about what's... Have they said anything to the Paceway people? Have they reached out to the Paceway people or could they not care less? 
Well, the difficulty that I have with all of this has got nothing to do with any of these forces. It's how money moves. Oh, I know it's how money moves. So, in other words, they don't care about Well, anything. money moves in a weird way in New South Wales at the moment. It has done for a while now. I don't want to be too critical. But no, when, no. It, when it comes to public transport, it's just been... A schmozzle. An absolute schmozzle. Yeah, somebody must be making a quit out of it somewhere. Well, but it's got to be. I mean, how, how many bloody uh, gauges have we got in wow. Sydney at the moment? There's about four or five gauges. And now we've got boats, ferries... That can't that, do that can't go up the Parramatta know, River because they're too tall. <laughs> and if someone's standing on top, they might have their head taken off. off. Yes. So it's a death trap. We've got death traps on the harbour now. Now, somebody decided this. I don't mm. know if Andrew Constance was the bloke that ticked that box, but if he is, he's an idiot. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't I, get it. No, I must say that in the Penrith Paceway, I, yes. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. How big's the stadium going to be that it has to knock over the current stadium? Yeah, because there's plenty of room in the current stadium. Yeah, exactly. The current stadium looks great. Just add a couple of, put one on the other side. Yeah, a couple of extra stands. Yes. Hmm. Just have a Liam Martin corner. And it's so close to the to the to the uh, now, to the clubhouse. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think ages ago, yeah, I went out to a meeting out there, which was the unveiling of plans. Uh, that French architects had worked on. I know this sounds really arcane. Yeah. The French architects had worked on of a way of integrating the stadium into the city area and making it all much more accessible through parks and walking trails and stuff like this. Sounded right. fantastic. Yes. Now I don't know what's happened to all of that. No, it was a great morning. The uh, mm. obviously the people were the architects were limited in what they could say because they couldn't speak English very well. I'm not holding that against them. No, they're French. Mm. Very. You know, proper. Why, why do we have French architects out here? Well, because you, don't have you, you seen the Papadou Centre? I know it's going back a bit, but it was done by. It's, it's hopeless. Look, can I point out that when you come to planning in Sydney, I mean, the if thing you've got to go to a stadium and it's going to look like the bloody Pompidou Centre, that's it for me. <laughs> Careful supervised gambling in schools. Only the Rugby League Party is putting our kids first. Yes, uh, Roy, texts pouring in about the Penrith Paceway. Well, look, Jeff from Warrington's been in touch. He says right across the road from both the Penrith Stadium and the Paceway, which are adjacent to each other, yeah. is the, de- the decades vacant Sanyo sites, which locals are familiar with. These sites are large enough to accommodate either a new stadium or a new Paceway. Well, the well, Sanyo no one's site. talking about the Sanyo sites. Well, I, I assume that they're not uh, land that can be easily acquired by the New South Wales government saying well, we've got Well, can't the government just move in and say, look, we're taking over here? Well... Is that how it works? I suppose so. How, can they, how come they can do that to the Paceway people and, and not they can't the do it to the Sanyo people? Yeah. Does the Sanyo... I just hope it hadn't got any creeks running through it or... Well, I don't know. I don't no, know anything no, about, about the Sanyo sites. Now, can I come back to your point But they're about... vacant. They've been vacant for decades. Okay. It sounds as though Sanyo doesn't want them anymore and could probably sell them on for, say, $20 a hectare. Now, can I point out, uh, design design work in Australia runs along this this sort of track. You have a competition for Australian architects who design something and then a winner is chosen for the new development by from that particular bundle of entries. They might get a trip to, I don't know, Reykjavik or something like that is the win and some suggestion that their for their their uh, design would be passed on to the people doing it. Then you get 
government interfering and saying, no, that's no good, we have to get the Danes involved. And so then the Danish firm is involved and seconded or, you know, mm. asked to come up with a plan right. for the Penrith, you know, new Penrith grandstand. That's yeah. how it works. Is that how it works? Yeah. So you can't take anything from Australia. You've got to go overseas, yeah. get the Pompidou Centre oh, people well, involved. Look, look uh, th- that's okay with me if it represents value for money. No, it never represents value for money. See, if we've got if we if uh, if we've got local Australian architects who can throw up the stadium for three hundred nine million, great. Yeah, no, get on with it. Go full marks off yeah. your shoot. When are you starting? You know, let's let's get the dig happening. But if we then throw it international, and a Danish firm puts his hand up and says, "Well, I can do it for one hundred nine million," well, you've got to listen. Yeah, no. <laughs> And You've what, got to listen. What are you building the $109 million stadium out of? Bamboo? Yeah. Well, like bamboo would be quite dear. Yeah. Um, mm. No, no, look, I think it, I think uh, the Sanyo site sounds like an excellent solution. Yeah. And well, I'd it's be, like the, the, the building of the, the bloody ferries that we've got that are too tall. Surely they could have been built here and designed by someone who'd actually gone and, up the Parramatta and, River and done some measurements. Paddled a canoe up the Parramatta River. Yeah, yeah just, exactly. just how tall is that? Bridge. Bridge there. How well, we never well, got the thing well, underneath. And with the tide, how high does it rise here? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that means it's, we're going to have to have it. This, Sub. You, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that how it should work? Well. Rather than commission to buy them from Spain or somewhere, mm. they've never been to the Parramatta River. Well, the problem is the Spanish <laughs> trains are now three years behind. The Spanish trains? What gauge are they, Well, HG? I'm not sure that they know, so oh. that may be the reason. Now, let's come to tomorrow, though, and uh, forget about the future. Right. Uh, <clears throat> With the Spanish train, can you fold the seats over and say you're not going backwards? Uh, in the some of them you can, and some of them you can't. Oh, bugger! I'm no expert on Spanish trains. So do I. I hate watching people throw up because they're going backwards on a long trip. <laughs> <laughs> it is makes the journey interesting. Now, well. <clears throat> just coming to the. How have you seen the week, Roy? I mean, overall, you know, the fan days, the fan fest, <laughs> the the uh, introduction of the yeah. players, the... Well, know, I tell you who I've seen a lot of this week on on all the media, Peter Wynn. <laughs> He's been everywhere. I know, I know. I've never seen... I mean, in his playing days, I might see him once a week, but nothing mm. like the saturation coverage without a Peter Wynn this week. Do you think the coverage has been a bit Parramatta-centric? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I, think I don't know. So. I, think, I think that's... You know, odd. Yeah. Um, well, maybe the Penrith have been a little coy. Maybe they're saying, I think that's oh, right. well, the players, you know, yeah, no, they're not talking to any of the players. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no players coming out to do that. No. Where do you want us to go? Peter Wynn's score? No, I don't think so. <laughs> now, come but, on. But give him his due. Peter Wynn obviously didn't say no to anyone. <laughs> Channel 10, you know, yeah. whatever that show's called, Studio 10 goes Studio. for 80 hours. They're yeah. going to get a 1,000 yeah. stories. Yeah. Oh, the project, Studio man. 10 project, yeah. Off it goes, yeah. same, yeah. same Phone stuff. Phone call, Studio 10 here for you, Peter. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll do it. How, how long do you want me on for? Two hours? Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> now, coming to the grand final, obviously the um, – I can't quite do, do the day because I should have – okay, it starts at one twenty with the NRL State Championship Grand Final kickoff. Uh, oh yeah, that's at, uh, New South Wales versus Queensland. Right. Then we go to three twenty. <laughs> the NRLW Grand Final pregame show. Oh, okay. That's for the uh, obviously the Bulldogs and Knights. I'm uh, sorry, the Eels and the Knights. Eels and the Knights. Yeah. Where Who's hosting that show? I see. Would that have Freddie and? I oh, would have to. Joey have Freddie. and yeah, they'd, all those great stars. Stars. I'd love to see Rabs waddle down and just say a few words. Is Rabs going to poke his head in? I think so. 
going to bring the house down. Okay. Now, the NRL women's, a Telstra women's premiership grand final is on at 3.55. Yes. The game, the pre-game uh, begins at 6.30 after the presentation of the footy cards to the uh, winning women's team. Right. And then the NRL Telstra premiership grand final kickoff is at 7.30. 7.30, now, okay. So that's 6.30 show, that would be Brace, would it? Brace and uh, no, I think I Joey have... and... Well, maybe. Yeah, I But I think I have to be. go is the... Uh, NRL Grand Final is, is in this press release I've got. It's going to be honoured with its own pre-game show. Oh. Mahalia Barnes Good. is going to sing. Yes. Uh, Western City's new queen of hip-hop, A-Girl. Emma Donovan teams up to deliver a reimagining of the iconic Aussie classic, The Real Thing. Umau, mamau, mamau, umau, mamau, mamau, Really? Exactly. Russell Morris's The Real Thing. Yes, I know it. I had hoped they might do... Molly like, Meldrum produced that. He did. You know, I, yeah. I had hoped that they might be able to somehow segue into, I hope your chooks turn into emus and kick your dunny down because right. that would be fantastic sort of a bit. There's no talk of up there Kazali well, <laughs> given a rugby league flavour. No, you're absolutely right. That would be terrific. And then after all the, the, the women's um, match, yeah. then the NRL grand final pre-game show is going to be headlined by Jimmy... Yes. Including uh, Diesel. Uh, oh, Jimmy and Diesel together? Yeah, together. Are they going to do that classic take it to the top? Take it to the top by Justin Martin. Justin, Justin Martin, Martin, produced by Molly Meldrum. All right. It's a Meldrum off. Jason <laughs> Martin, I'd forgotten all I'd about I'd forgotten him. all about that too. Just, yeah. Gee, that's well remembered. Well, I'd love to hear it again, though. <laughs> and I'd love to hear what Jimmy Barnes would do with it. Be fantastic. And I imagined... Um, from Jimmy, something like um, all the recent songs yeah. that have promoted the rugby league in a medley. Oh, like so, Simply the Best and all that. House, you know. Yeah, yeah. Woo, yeah, whatever it was from <laughs> oh, his yeah. car. Yep. Um, and then know. Tom Kennedy with uh, uh, Blow That, that Whistle Ref. Gee, at the end. But Barnsley could do that, couldn't he? Of course he could. There wouldn't be a dry eye. Now. Once it went, the si- stage went silent. Yeah, spotlight. And he just says, take that whistle, Ref. Blow that whistle, Ref. That was it, wasn't it? It was. It was. Not a dry eye. No, I know. The people wouldn't want to see the game, though, <clears throat> after all of that. Then we've got uh, Sheldon Riley. Uh, Sheldon Riley. Is it in Eurovision 2022 star. Right. And uh, then Australian hip-hop legends Bliss and Esso. Uh, they're going to perform their hit m- uh, moments. Is this at halftime or is this still no, pre-game? No, no, this is about beforehand because this is what you're interested in. Yeah. Moments will be paying tribute to the game's retiring players. Oh, great. And is there any suggestion the play the, the retiring players are going to be a choir? Oh no, in the back of Utes, uh, being well, driven around the hi- ground. Historically, they walk on and walk off, don't they? I think so. Now, unless they're brought Barnes in by, said, by a helicopter this time. Oh, helicopter! That'd be yeah, great—a helicopter for each retiring great. They just climb in. James Tamo, yeah, down he comes. There's some suggestion Tamo's going to play. I think for the uh, Cowboys next year. Really? Yeah, I don't know if that's right or not, or just whispers. Okay. Uh, Barnes, he said, "Because he's doing that world tour with Serena, isn't he?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he can do both. Yeah. Uh, okay. The grand final day. This is Barnsey. The grand final day is a chance for all of us to come together and celebrate with the best of the best. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, yeah. I mean, no one writes stuff like that anymore. No. I can't wait to perform with an exciting all Australian pre-game show, doing uh, obviously up there, Kazali. It's a standout song. Yeah. Uh, sh- it's a, a show lineup in front of a full house again. 
I think people rate the appearance of Chisel <clears throat> at the 2014 might have been mm. uh, yeah. grand final as it's the, one best. Of the best. Yeah, one of the best. Yeah, one of the best performances pre-game. Because yeah. as we know, a lot of things can go wrong. There's a lot of moving parts here. Oh god! Yes. And you have to you have to be on your game to get it right. Yes. Barnsley will obviously hold the house together. Yeah. Um, One of my favourites was building the sheds. Oh, well, this goes way back. Now, they were the Penrith apprentices. They were. And they did the bolts up too tight and it took most of the first half to get the (laughs) WD-40 out. It did. I mean, they put the sheds together. It might have been 100 100 sheds. Yeah. Thrown up in. It was a competition. 15 minutes, yeah. Yeah, Oh, that was brilliant to watch. I mean, those tradies were wonderful. Yeah, one of the tradies are the best in the world. But you're right, it was pulling them apart. Well, they just didn't. They, they think just didn't want to come apart. It was <laughs> as if they'd been super glued or something. And you're right because I think the game was meant to start at three o'clock. Oh, it's couldn't late. start till what twenty to six. <laughs> Can rugby league save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can rugby league save the koala? Yes. Can rugby league make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can Rugby League turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one Rugby League and get the planet back in shape. The Ray Rabbits Premiership ring, Roy. Oh, yes. This is just shocked me. It's something, I mean, you, the league keeps surprising you, don't they? They uh, do. They do. The, you know, they do. Pre- I had no idea that they were individually designed by... By luminaries. By luminaries. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, described here as not a premiership ring. It's a miracle and it does go to show yeah. that we said in the comments start of the show that rugby league players can do anything. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> but uh, the, obviously. Was he limited in any way as, you, as to what alloys he could use or. Doesn't appear to be. No. I didn't, okay. Let me set out a few yeah, facts here. Yeah, yep. Uh, Ray, Rabs will still have a presence on the grand final day, having done the ring. Mm-hmm. I told them I'm a sports comment. I have no experience in designing rings, but anyway, now I have. Now, Sydney Jeweller, Jewelry uh, Affinity Diamonds mm-hmm. has been creating the premiership rings, which is said to be worth $10,000 wow. for the past eight years. And in that time, he likes the, uh, well, the likes of former captain, Cowboys captain Jonathan Thurston, mm-hmm. former police commissioner Mick Fuller, and I see, uh, ICU nurse... Uh, during the first pe- uh, year of the pandemic, have designed the precious jewellery. So wow, it gets far no down. idea. They've, oh, kept no, they that quiet. Been, they've kept that very quiet. Mick Fuller. Mick Fuller. He designed one. Yeah, he was beautiful. Oh, Obviously dear. had a police Fuck. theme. Oh, sure. You know, Consider hair, handcuffs on the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah a sure. gun. Yeah. Uh, now, let's uh, raise a natural according to the boss of Affinity Diamonds. He's got a future. Mm. Uh, each year I pick someone who's done something worthy in the game, raised on so much, you know, so his retirement we thought he'd be perfect to come up with. And we asked him to come up with something big and blingy that can be worn on special occasions and he d- he's done a beautiful ring. Uh, Ray has said the iconic image of Proven and Summers, Summons side-by-side mm-hmm. uh, side after the match well, some time ago. Yeah. Anyway, that, that iconic image is part of the assembly of the ring. Mm. The ring itself was made of solid white gold and encrusted with two carats of diamonds and pigeon blood red rubies. I don't know what pigeon blood looks like. Pigeon blood red rubies. I know. It's incredible. (laughs) 
Now, the rubies are significant. They signify the red V of St. George. I mean, don't know that many people get that, but be that as it may. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking of the design, I thought of Norman Arthur, the mateship that defines rugby league. Yeah. Then I thought of Norman, all those great St. George players from the 11 grand finals in a row. Oh, yeah. Th- th- and those in recent times. Anyway, Warren called 45 grand for you. No, the rest yeah, of it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So now, Rabs dwelled on the Sir George aspect, did he? Yeah, I don't know why he dwelled on that. Is he? Do you so, is it, so the ring is a hologram of Apocyna Nosy Toga. <laughs> is that it? I, or are there certain things you've got to Or is he going to go with the summons? I think he's going with, or he's gone with the summons proven, proven imagery. Imagery. Uh, well, that's pretty hard to beat, isn't it? The, the, um, unless he did the JJ Gilton and Shield on it. Well, that'd be fantastic. That'd be a bit boxy, but but, but, but... but the trouble is when I look at the ring, he's got 2022 premiers, NRL premiers in writing Good. and a sort of a three, two sergeant stripes, sort of sergeant slaughter style uh-huh. and on it and then the, uh, the rubies, the uh, pigeon blood rubies down each side. But, I mean, you came up with that great ring that uh, had the theme from Eye of the Storm and the imagery of Love at First Flush and yeah. the top of the ring opened as a toilet oh, door yes, and all yeah, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. You could that, get a sheet of toilet yeah. paper out of it and things like that. Yeah, but, it was a toilet lid that you lifted yes, on, that's right. on the ring. that's right. Yeah, that's I thought right. it was really sweet, but uh, they decided not to go with it. <laughs> but is that... Sure, is that can I have a look yeah, at yeah, have a look at the artwork and see what you think. I mean, Oh, it looks magnificent. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Oh, man, that is fantastic. And Rabs did this. Rabs did it, yeah. Well, why could... Oh, man, if Rabs can do this, why isn't Rabs... Designing, designing the, the ferries for the for Parramatta well, and, River and, and, and or, the, 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 or old, the trains or the... The Sanyo site. The Sanyo site. Mm. I'm going to have dreams he, of... Yeah, he'd that come up with site. something for Paceway and Rugby yeah, League. draw a circle and... Yes. Put some stands around it. Oh, now... That's magnificent. See, that's part of the future and <clears throat> I love the idea that some person, I mean... Yeah. I'm just wondering if, you know, next year Barnsley might be able to do it or somebody like that. Uh, yes. You know, or, you know, you never know what history's going to throw up. What about James Tarmo? Or Serena Williams? Well, Serena Williams, now you're talking. She'd yeah. love to do it and she's, yeah. she designs a lot of her own stuff. Right. She had a whole clothing range. Yeah. Well, what about the Burgess boys? Well, what the about Burgess the Lee Ah. Well, with, you open fantastic. it up, there's a toilet lid, you open it up and inside's a bit of beef jerky. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, you know. Off the top of your head. Off the top yeah, of my head. Know, we're working on it. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't design time, rings. Yeah. I don't design rings. Yeah. <laughs> now, if that's the future, get this. <laughs> yeah. The NRL is planning for next year's 27 round, for a 27 round season to start on March the 2nd. Good. Still too late in the year, as you pointed out at the beginning of the show. It should be uh, Australia Day. Australia Day should be when people know Australia Day, rugby league starts. Yes. And then it goes to all the way to Cup Day, Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah. Now, it's a a week earlier than usual in a radical change, first revealed, you know, by bludging on the blind side. The longest general season in history will include each club being allocated three buys. Don't like that. Three buys across the course of the campaign with the concentration of those around origin period. Now, does this mean there's some weeks where there's no rugby league at all or does this mean somehow the schedule is engineered so teams take? Yeah. Now, let's let that sit there. Singing superstar Harry Styles has scuppered any hope of Canterbury and South Sydney of an uh, opening game next season with a home game at Acor Stadium. 
What's Harry Styles got to he's do with it? He's booked it for his show. Oh, Lord. Perfect rugby league. They, they have to get the main stadium out there. They've done these deals. Yeah. South's play out there. Home match. Canterbury. Oh, man, this left hand's not talking to the right yeah, exactly. hand. Exactly. 80,000 people will turn up for that fact. This has got the New South, South Wales Department of, of, of Bloody Public Transport written all over it, hasn't it? It has. Styles has got concerts uh, scheduled for Olympic Park on 3rd and 4th of March. But it's not the sort of thing you could, you could have together, a game of rugby well, league and Harry Styles. Wait a That's minute. not going to work. Wait a minute. Think again. Rugby league and Harry Styles on the same venue. You play the first half. You get a burst. Well, you know, obviously get Harry before the first half. Yeah. Play the first half. You might it might be hot. Break it into yeah, four quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every twenty minutes, there's more Harry. Well, what about ticketing prices? Is it, which is more expensive, the, the rugby league tickets or the Harry Styles tickets? I've got no idea. That's I've a no fascinating idea. question. It means Acor Stadium will be out of action should the NRL press ahead with the plans to kick off the season a week earlier. Acor Stadium sources confirmed a mystery second concert was also in the works and could play more havoc when the NRL draws. Mystery? Harry Styles again or someone else? No, Beyonce. Now, the NRL is in the throes of planning the schedule next season, having decided to start earlier to accommodate the Dolphins. Oh, Styles' yeah. appearance at Acor had a myriad of issues the NRL faces. They attempt to piece together, et cetera. Right. Now... Well, I'm sure Harry wouldn't mind going to a different venue if he knew the Dolphins were. Watsford Oval. Yeah. I mean, Watsford Oval would be available. The lift's there. <laughs> Gallon on the Sunshine Coast, as you're suggesting, uh, up there Kazadi could be reworded as up there Laurie Daly. Well, that's not bad. For the NRL. Mm, that's not bad. I haven't got time to rewrite it, though, with the league, uh, you know. <laughs> No. On air, that'll have to wait. Yes. What do you think about this schmozzle of uh, league, longer season, all of a sudden nobody asked to check the bookings? Yeah. They, the arrogance of the league is just incredible. It is, it is, it is. No Still, they'll, they'll be out of it. I mean, they could play it at Graham Park or something, couldn't they? Graham Park, yeah, tr- true. They could shift that match to Graham Park. Yeah, I've got to be honest here, is I do think that they're thinking a big start. Oh, big, a big bang. The game's back. Yeah. They're, they're big, uh, you know, clubs that pull crowds. But they can go to Graham Park. They know where it is. They know where it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And even if no one turns up, it'll look full. <laughs> As yes, we always true, say. Man. Now, just coming to the end of the show, yeah. I'm just wondering. It's the end of the season, really. The season, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just wondering how you're seeing tomorrow night. Um, yeah. Well, I want to see, I tell you what I want to see. I want to see a celebration of rugby league. I want to see a celebration of the hope, the faith and the courage, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening call, comments today. Yeah, no, they're, that's what, they're, they're, they're the values of Randy Lee. I know, they're, they're, they're the values I them. want to see tomorrow night. Yeah, they would be I want, to see, I want to see a bit of, I want to see a traditional softening up period. I want to see a couple of head eyes. Yeah. I, I want to see a couple of send-offs. I want to see a good score, a good tight game. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I want to see people respecting rugby league, respecting each other. Respect, respecting league. the mores of the code. Now, do you think it's going to be a very defensive game? The last I raised this question because yes. a couple of times last year in the finals, Parramatta were able to produce enormous defensive efforts. They were. They uh, were. Look, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the weather, HG. If right. it's going to be raining, it could be raining, it's going to affect handling, mm-hmm. so the game is going to be naturally a lot less adventurous. And will the referee put the whistle away for the first 20 minutes, do you think? And then step in and say, okay, boys, you've had your fun. This yeah. is the Bill Harrigan approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been no evidence of that this year. No, that's true. No evidence of that whatsoever. Uh, it would be beautiful if someone had a genuine feel for rugby league out there to with the run whistle. out with the whistle. 
and, and make an announcement saying, "Look, I'm going to, I'm going to referee this game as a conductor might. Let's 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 entertain, boys. Let's entertain." Blow that whistle, Rev. What a lovely way to finish. And any thought on uh, a Clive Churchill medalist? Oh. I know this put you on a spot because yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I think either Gutho or Isaiah Yo. Excellent choices. And uh, that, uh, with the time rapidly approaching 2 o'clock and yep. Andrew Moore's excellent 24 hours of rugby league, yep. uh, that's it for the bludge for another year. Thanks very much for being part of the journey. Yep. Just hope the ferry gets under the bridge on the way home. See you next year. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.